On Racing HQ, Monday's Experts, studying the form of racing's characters. Monday's Experts, hey, they've always got the good oil. Pity you can't put a bet on at the finish of a race. Yeah, good morning and welcome to Monday's Experts on this, the 16th of January. If you're listening via a radio network and Sky Sports Radio, welcome back to the program and hello. Or if you're listening on podcast, and of course this segment quite happy, um, quite popular and happy on the podcast, uh, good morning and hello to you whenever you are listening. We've got a great little guest today, a name that we've seen in the form guide and seen in the results page of winning, especially these tab highways. Amy McLucas is a young jockey from the southern part of New South Wales, and she joins us now on the program to have a chat about some things away from her ride, so some some things about what makes her click. G'day, Amy. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good. Good to talk to you. It, uh, it's certainly been a bit of a crazy ride for you in terms of um, the success that you're having of late. So you're getting lots of good opportunities. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Maria. Um, I grew up in town and it wasn't until I was about 10 years old my parents brought a property and that's sort of when I got into the horses. So, yeah, what was it? What was your first memory of the horse? It, um, from from was it from getting a pony? No, I, I definitely didn't get a pony. Um, my mum actually got an ex race horse, and it was a little bit wild. But mum thought she was twenty again, and she trained this horse, and she got it going really well. And I actually learnt to ride on my neighbour's. I think he was an ex race horse on my neighbour's horse and he was very very quiet <laughs> I was lucky with that one and what was it so what how, how did that all sort of unfold so obviously mum brings the racehorse home um and what I guess enticed you to 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 jump on I've always been an outdoors sort of girl and I guess I was just interested and I wanted to learn and I just loved it yeah and and can you do you remember that those first sort of feelings now, does it seem like, you know, seem like yesterday? Yeah, kind of. Well, um, I wasn't sort of led, I was led around for maybe two seconds and this old horse who was so quiet, they let me straight out of the round yard and they said, go and teach yourself. <laughs> wow. And so that is how it starts. So obviously at the time, how old were you, 10, 11? Yeah, I'm at 10 or 12. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Okay. And so obviously still uh, school is still going on. You mentioned you're an outdoorsy person. Were you always into sport? Yeah, I grew up probably playing too much sports, having havoc on my body now, but I've always been an active, outgoing kind of person. What were the sports, Amy, that uh, you excelled at at school? Oh, everything. I loved football and touch football. Um, I played a lot of soccer. If you, didn't, um, if you didn't get into racing, could you have gone right on with any of those sports? Were you quite like at a, you know, in terms of um, did you play for district? Did you play for state? Did any, anything, was there ever an opportunity like that? I played for district and state in soccer, but I kind of got out of it before it excelled, I guess, and I got into the horses, started doing pony club and whatnot. At what age was that? So that's why I was going to sort of go down the pony club way. Like, So you're obviously you're riding these horses at home, you're starting to fall in love with that particular animal, but you're also playing sport, you're doing your school. So at what point in your brain did you go, right, I actually – I wouldn't mind going down this horse racing path. The horse racing path, that didn't sort of happen until late high school. I was probably about 17. And where was but, that um, Where was that at? That was in Maria. 
And who was your first uh, boss? Uh, I started out with James Stewart. So that day, you first go to Jamie's, was it everything you expected or was it something that has totally blown you away? Well, I sort of started freelance track riding to start with um, and then I started an apprenticeship with Jamie. But I think my first ever racehorse on the race course when I got my licence was uh, he never actually got named. It was a very slow racehorse, but it was on the grass straight away and it was a gallop, so it was a very unreal feeling. It was it was just such a thrill. Yeah, and obviously once that moment happened, the bug was just well and truly was there. I was just hooked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you find that – how were your family when you said, right, I'm going to be – I'm going to be an apprentice. I want to do this. Were they one, obviously they're always going to be a hundred percent behind you, but was there any apprehension from them? No, they were very supportive. Uh, I guess I was sort of, I was kind of naturally gifted on the horse, I suppose, in a way. I, I just had a bit of, a bit of, I guess you'd call it mongrel in me. I just wanted to do it. I gave everything a red hot crack and it came kind of naturally and they were very supportive and sort of, they pushed me along the whole way since. And, and where do you think that came from? Is there any, is there anything on the family tree, like any racing at all in the family in terms of um, any any jockeys or anything like that? Not necessarily. It's just sort of, I just started track work as a job to make a bit of money, and it just sort of came along quite easily for me. And once I figured out that I really did love it, which didn't take a lot, um, I looked down the jockey path of it and I've never looked back since. We're chatting this morning with Amy McLucas. Amy, the, obviously we know that it's, you know, you, you start as a young apprentice, you might have that first win, but I guess we only see you at the race days. We see you for the good times. Um, it's not all uh, glamorous and it's a lot of hard work, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's very tiring. It's very exhausting. There's a lot of driving. It's a 24-7 job mentally and physically. Um you really just have to sort of keep your wits about you and make sure you do get your downtime to look after yourself. Yeah. And how do you do that? How, you know, how is, how do you switch off from the races? I generally try and just take myself away, turn the phone off, try not to think about racing, um, whether that be I'd try and go home to Maria for a little bit or it's it's very rare you do get a day off and... Even if it's just half a day, you just take that as it comes and you really just try and switch off and let yourself have five minutes to just recuperate. What do you think the most difficult thing about being an apprentice jockey is? Oh, there's there's a lot. The workload, it can be a lot sometimes because you still have to turn up every day and go to the stables and do your job and then you've got to travel to the races and... Keep on top of all of that as well as, you know, you're dieting, you're trying to exercise, you're trying to stay fit. There's, yeah, there's a lot to it. I guess my, the flip side is what's the best thing about, though, being an apprentice jockey? Oh, everything as well. It's just the thrill of riding. That's, it's just inexplainable. And every time you ride a winner, it's just the same excitement every time. Yeah. I guess it's uh, it's that it's that competitive edge coming in, uh, coming out of you, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's it's a very competitive sport, and 
I don't mind a little bit of competition. No, exactly. You've been getting a lot of success um, in terms of the the tab highways, and we're seeing you you know ride winners at various meetings you go to. Uh, but it hasn't always been that way. Was there ever a, a point where you thought, uh, am I pulling the wrong rein here, so to speak? Uh, not necessarily. There was definitely a difficult time when I lost my country claim. Yep. And I was trying to make the transition, obviously, from riding in the country with a claim to trying to make somewhat of a name at the provincials. And it was just a sort of bit of a rough patch where it was hard to get rides and whatnot, but you just have to keep your chin up and just keep pushing on. When you say there was a, that difficult transition, was it more that uh, people weren't backing you? Was it they you know, were, weren't um, taking notice of your ability? What do you think were some of the, the stumbling blocks? Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure. It's a difficult one, I guess. When you outride that country claim, you're still an apprentice, but you're riding as a senior without that claim and people sort of, trainers, owners, look at it and sort of think, well, why put on an apprentice with no claim when I can just put on a senior? And now, got yeah. more experience and whatnot. Yeah, and then obviously now you come to town, that success you're having in town, I know you're getting that claim there with those highways, but is that then resulting, do you feel, as, as getting opportunities back then in the country when you ride there? It hasn't sort of seemed to have made too much of a difference. I still I still get quality rides when I go and ride in the country, but it's it's still a little bit of a struggle to get the rides. Is that I guess something that really I mean obviously you want to get rides, so it's gonna frustrate you, but does that really uh I guess it can have two effects on you. You can either be down and out about it or you can give it can give you more fire on the belly. And I feel just from talking to you for the last 16 minutes that maybe it's the latter one. It sounds like if you're not going to get that opportunity, we're kind of like, well, stuff you, mate. I'll prove to you why I should have got that opportunity. Exactly. It's just going to make me work harder and push harder and just show everyone that I'm here to do it and I will do it. <laughs> yeah. Those feelings of winning in the highways in town, um, especially that first one when you when you – you know, got that opportunity and got the job done. What, What is that experience like? It's kind of, it was like a turning point in my head where I was, I was like, you know, I'm here, I'm doing it, I've done it. I've won, I've ridden my first city winner and then I rode another one and it was the third one on to the nines when it really clicked and I was just so excited in my head. I was like, I, I actually am here and I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. And and, and uh, a feeling of obviously, you know, you're on that big stage. I mean, there you are on Saturday. Uh, whilst it mightn't be carnival time, there's a lot of eyeballs uh, on those races and uh, also a bit of extra pressure, I guess, with those races too. Yeah, exactly. There's definitely extra pressure. But it's sort of, it's coming a lot more smoothly to me now I used to be quite nervous and quite nervous to sort of turn up and show up while there's obviously a lot more eyes on you and everyone's paying a lot more attention to the Saturday racing but it's it's a lot easier for me now it's running a lot more smoothly we're chatting this morning with Amy McLucas a young jockey who we're seeing plenty more of when it comes to uh, the form guide and opportunities. Amy, what do you think your your biggest thrill at the racetrack's been? 
in the last, well, since your career started? Oh, there's been plenty. Definitely all of the Metropolitan winners I've ridden, they've all in somewhat way felt the same. It's just that excitement of getting the job done, but just even getting the opportunities is just as exciting, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and I guess as we look forward, I mean, you've got a ride at Newcastle tomorrow. You've got also two rides at Wyong on Wednesday. You ride for the Ma Eustace stable. So you're getting some of those big names, putting you on their horses and having that confidence in you. Yeah, it's, that's another sort of turning point where I'm seeing those trainers pop up that I haven't ridden for before and I'm getting those opportunities and sort of telling myself again that I am here and they're wanting to put me on and I'm I'm doing the right things and I'm working hard and it's starting to pay off. Amy, what about the future? Where would you like to see yourself in 10 years' time? 10 years' time. That's a hard one. I just, I kind of just take it day by day. I just want to do the best I can day by day work hard every day I don't really see myself training or doing that side of things but if I'm not riding I'll definitely want to be doing something with the racehorses but I'm just not quite sure okay so uh, what if I bring it back a bit a uh, bit of a step and say what are some of the the more um, uh, sooner goals what are the what are the what what's in the headlights so to speak for you at the moment, what's you, what do you want to achieve right now? Right now, I just want to be successful and keep working hard and always obviously stay level-headed. That's, that's my biggest goal is to just be successful, stay level-headed and ride more winners. Yeah, and that's a pretty good goal uh, to have. Is there anything, what about, what about you know, away from racing on the track? Is it buy a house? Is it the, the car? Is it, uh, you know, do something else away from racing? I mean, we chat... A lot with jockeys and trainers, and had a you know jockey on recently saying, well, he wanted to learn how to, to do this away from racing because you do. Like before, we said you need those outlets, you need something away from the game. Is there anything else in your life, a, a secret talent that we don't know about? A secret talent? Oh, I, I'm not too sure if I've got any of them. I am. I did buy a house last year, and I am chipping away at renovating that myself right well, there now. There you go. We'll see you on the block. That'll be the next. Yeah, thing. maybe you will. <laughs> Are you enjoying that? Like, how, how do you go renovating? <laughs> it's stressful, and it's obviously tiring because I'm flat out. But I'm just chipping away at little things slowly, and I'm, it's coming along nicely. Well, there you go. So, how old are you, Amy? Twenty-three. There you go. Did you ever think you'd own a house at twenty-three? <laughs> No. <laughs> no. So there you go. So, I mean, there's an achievement. And obviously that's, I'd say, largely to do the fact with the, the profession that you do. Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a lot of money in it, but you obviously have to be smart with it and do the right things. All right. Here's another little doozy for you. What would a Amy McLucas 23 say to a 16-year-old Amy McLucas right now? Right now. Just keep what, keep doing what you're doing and just keep working hard. I've always been a bit of a worker and I've worked for everything I have, so I probably wouldn't change anything, to be honest. And, and that's good because you don't want to go through life with any regrets and it sounds like you you don't have any. What about your family in terms of uh, your success? They must be extremely proud of how it's unfolded. Yeah, they've, they've been so supportive this whole time and... Even when I don't ride a winner, they're still supportive and 
they've got the whole town following and, yeah, they love it. That's great. So that Maruya Country Championships, which is going to be a, a massive day in a couple of weeks' time, is that yeah. going to be something that's on your radar where you – you know, you're talking to your manager and you're saying, right, well, I'd like to not only try and secure a good ride in, in that qualifier, but on that day to, to to be there on your home track on such a big day, that must be, you know, a, a, we talk about goals and dreams, but that must be on your radar for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I love having the success back in the hometown. I know everyone's there sort of watching and cheering me on, so it would it would definitely be right up there. Would you ever look at moving to town permanently? I, I'm not too sure. I did spend three months in town on loan and I did actually struggle quite a lot with the city life. I think I would definitely do it all differently again if I did, but it could be on the cards, but it's not a definite. What did, I was going to ask, what did you struggle with? I just, I just suppose the city life. Yep. I'm not, I'm not a sort of outgoing big people person in a way I guess I I like my open spaces and and I just like to sort of have my own space and I guess it was just the city is definitely not that no and and that's it's quite fast and it's it's sort of you know you talk about those switch off moments you talk to a lot of the the city jocks and it, it just does not stop for them no definitely not so if you are wanting that uh, that time to switch off, it can be quite difficult. Amy, uh, I want to take you back to uh, the weekend, yep. and obviously the the ride you had there on on um, on Trooper Knuckle. Geez, he's uh, he's a man of few words sometimes, Uncle Keith Keith Dryden. But it, you always take note of what he says. Exactly, he's a very very smart trainer, and he's a smart man. And what he's done with that horse is just incredible. He's He's placed him right every time. He's slowly gone up in grade and just taken the horse through his grades until he was able to sort of send him to this highway where he's obviously placed well. He was very well weighted with the claim and he was just too tough and too strong. He certainly was. And obviously up the inside again, you must have thought, how good's this? Yeah, exactly. And it, it takes a brave horse to take on a gap like that, but he... The little horse, he never second-guessed it. It's been a pleasure to talk to you this morning, Amy. It sounds like you've well and truly got uh, your head screwed on. You uh, you know what you want. You know how you're going to achieve it. Uh, and it's exciting to hear. You've had this success. You've obviously had to, to work extremely hard to get in the position you're in at the moment. But it sounds like just that hard work is paying off. It definitely is. I'm very grateful for it. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a little bit of a chin wag about your life, and I look forward to seeing you ride more winners. No worries. Thank you very much.